Hello, Dr. Laura here, naturopathic doctor. I wanted to hop on today and talk about why digestive testing may actually be the best first step to dealing with your hormonal concerns and what that looks like. So in my practice with my clients, one of the digestive tests that I run the most frequently is called the GI MAP test. So I just want to circle back and talk a little bit about why it is important and then we'll talk a little bit about that test and the valuable information it can actually provide when it's coming to your hormones and creating a treatment plan that makes sense for you. The first thing is looking at and understanding how our hormones are actually processed. So when we look at how our body processes and handles hormones, our body gets rid of our hormones in two ways. So there are two pathways uh, in which the hormones have to go in order to be properly processed and excreted. And so the first place our hormones go is through our liver. Our liver breaks them down into pieces and then we basically take those pieces and get ready for them to kind of shape up and ship out. The second spot our hormones go is to our digestive system. Not many people know that our hormones are actually excreted through our bowels. So when I'm talking to a patient who has hormonal concerns, whether it's a thyroid issue or there's fertility concerns or they have endometriosis or they're in perimenopause, I'm asking them about their digestion. And if they're only having a bowel movement every couple days, it doesn't matter if that's normal for them, that is not normal. We need to be getting rid of all of our toxins, not to mention all of the other implications not having regular digestion can have. So I mean, skin issues, fatigue, um, hair loss, thyroid concerns, autoimmune diseases. We know the gut plays a role in so many different things. But when it specifically comes to those hormonal concerns that we are dealing with and we are treating, it's really important to understand that our hormones are processed through our gut. So we have to have a healthy gut to have healthy hormones. And you can take any supplement in the world for your period problems. Maybe you read curcumin is good, or maybe you read that you should take DIM, or maybe you're taking licorice or NAC, or I mean the possibilities are endless. But oftentimes I'll see a patient who comes to see me and they say, I'm taking XYZ for my period problems, and then I find out that they actually don't even poop every day, which is a big problem. So to backtrack, starting at the root cause in these patients, it's often recommended that they actually do digestive testing before they do hormonal testing. And from my experience working with clients, what happens is once we get their digestion in order, once we actually find the root cause of their digestive concerns and we can actually treat that, I notice major improvements in their hormonal concerns. Now, it doesn't always fix everything, but it certainly sets us up at a level where we decide whether or not we need to dive deeper. So some patients will need to get that hormone testing and some patients actually don't need it because we've dealt with the root cause, which in fact was their digestion. So when we talk about the GI MAP test, there are a ton of different applications that this test can offer and a, a plethora of information that we get from it, really. Um, when I'm looking at this test from a hormone perspective, because these are the types of patients I'm working with, I'm looking at it, I'm looking at a few different pieces. And so I'll just circle back. The test itself is one stool sample. So you send in your one stool sample and I get back a report that goes through all the bacteria that are in your gut. Now there's a few different pieces and a few different layers to this report. The first piece is looking at the bacteria. 
So we know that you have bacteria in your gut. It's called the microbiome. So this is a compilation of your good and bad bacteria. I look at it as a neighborhood, let's say. So you have a neighborhood of bacteria and based on whatever bacteria is in that neighborhood is really gonna flourish and grow the other parts of the neighborhood. I always give the example to my patients. If you are choosing to live in a neighborhood with your family and you find out that the neighborhood is full of burglars, you're probably not gonna move there. Maybe you're looking for proper schools, and if there isn't a particular school, you're not going to live there. And so there's gonna be certain things that are going to make you want to or not want to live in a neighborhood. And we can think about the same thing when it comes to our gut bacteria. And so there are certain bacteria that will not wanna be there if other bacteria are there. So it's important to know that we will have a healthy balance of good and bad bacteria, but we have to make sure that that balance is in fact balanced. We cannot have too much of one bacteria regardless if it's good or bad because it's going to outcompete the others. So that's part of the microbiome balance overall. So we get a really in-depth report of overgrowth, candida, H. pylori, fungus, parasites, worms, and then what we call the commensal or normal bacteria, which like I said, good and bad has to be in balance. The second piece of what I'm looking at is actually called the intestinal health markers. This is actually my favorite section of the test in itself because it gives me a lot more information, including uh, levels of what's called beta-glucuronidase. So beta-glucuronidase is an enzyme in your gut. It is made by certain bacteria and it helps with estrogen recycling. Okay, so what happens is we process our estrogen through our liver, it gets to our bowels, we're getting it ready to shape up and ship out. And what happens is beta-glucuronidase comes around and says, hmm, that hormone might actually be helpful. So it unpackages the hormone that we were ready to get rid of and it recycles it. It's called enterohepatic recycling. And that allows us to reuse things that our body thinks is important. Now, this is good when it's balanced because it allows us to balance our hormone. So we're not getting rid of all our estrogen because if we just got rid of all our hormone every time, we would be in this like constant state of fluctuation. We would have low estrogen, then high estrogen, then low estrogen, and we would continue to have these symptoms over and over and over, which wouldn't be helpful. So beta-glucuronidase helps us to balance that. So we don't necessarily want to get rid of beta-glucuronidase altogether, but we want it to be balanced. And what we see is in conditions like endometriosis, women are seen to have more beta-glucuronidase. So their beta-glucuronidase is high, meaning they are recycling more estrogen, meaning they are using that again and again. And we know things like endometriosis, things like fibroids, things like PMS are known as estrogen-dominant conditions doesn't necessarily mean you're pumping out a lot of estrogen, doesn't necessarily mean you're making a ton, but if you have high beta-glucuronidase, you're certainly reusing a lot of it. So that's one side of the coin to consider. The other side of the coin to consider is something like PCOS. In P women who have PCOS, what we often see is beta-glucuronidase levels are actually low. This means that they are actually getting rid of more of their estrogen than they should. They're not actually recycling it like they maybe need to. As a result, they're ending up with a lot more androgens, so male hormones compared to estrogens, and this can lead to a lot of their symptoms, so a lot of their acne, hair loss, hair growth, that sort of thing. And so we know that both sides of the coin are really important. 
And this is why I like testing for beta-glucuronidase before I'm gonna go ahead and put someone on a supplement. Typically a supplement I may put someone on if they have high beta-glucuronidase is called calcium deglucurate. But in the event that their levels aren't too high, I don't wanna bring it down. I don't want it to be too low. And then we swing them into the other side of hormonal imbalance. So it's all about balance when it comes to that. Other features that you can find on the GI map test that I love using when it comes to my hormone patients are number one, we have a marker that's called elastase, which looks at the level of stomach acid that you're creating. Why is stomach acid important? Well, we know that digestive function requires stomach acid. We need to digest and absorb nutrients. Um, if we do not have enough stomach acid, we may have heartburn. If we do not have enough stomach acid, we're not going to be able to break down those capsules. So if you're taking any sort of supplements, and you don't have stomach acid, you're probably not gonna be able to break them down and absorb them. So we can throw all the hormone healthy supplements at you, but you're probably not gonna use them all. So looking at stomach acid is important. Looking at things like anti-gliadin IgA, so this is basically an immune system marker to gluten. This is not telling you if you have celiac disease. It does point me in the direction as to whether or not you should be investigated further for possible celiac disease, but this tells me that you have an immune-mediated gluten intolerance. And so this allows me to create uh, dietary interventions that are specific for you. So in that case, removing gluten will be helpful. We know that in women with endometriosis, we're more likely to see celiac disease and we're more likely to see non-celiac gluten intolerance. We know that from research, women who have high estrogen or endometriosis specifically, when they took gluten out of their diet, some of them had up to 75% improval in their symptoms. So if we know that you're actually reacting to gluten, we're not just taking away foods and guessing, we're actually doing something that your body's telling us to do. So those are just some of the markers that can come up on the GI map test and help me further uh, individualize your treatment plan when it comes to your hormonal concerns. If you have questions, please comment below and thanks for listening.